welcome to Daily Ish, uh, episode number 252 from uh, Montreal. It's currently 10 degrees and light rain, and I feel silly doing this when someone's watching me. My guest on this episode is actually my wife, Sue, who's joining me on this journey. Hi. A musical journey. And that's a YouTube joke for the YouTube, two of YouTube fan listeners. Welcome to Daily Ish. <laughs> <laughs> See the thing, doing it on purpose makes me feel like uh, silly for the thing I do that all the time by myself in my office. Like, especially I think recording dailyish with you. I felt I remember feeling the same when Paul was on, like he was in my office or whatever mm-hmm. there. And Chris, I think we did it. Mm-hmm. No, Chris and I did Lost in Lemon. Like it was like mm. it's just like a thing we were doing together or whatever. Anyways. I haven't listened to a dailyish recently enough to be able to mock you with it because I feel like you haven't been recording. <laughs> Seriously, it just feels like a thing you're watching, like a performance that you're watching me do. And I'm like, normally I just have to stare at my computer and I don't have to think about a person sitting across the table from me. Well, it's maybe just really good for you to realize that people are listening to it. <laughs> See, I go with the assumption that nobody's listening and that's easier. I know, but that's not good. <laughs> I don't think that's helping you. Well, I do the U2 one knowing that people are listening. Like, I'm yeah. very aware that that, but yeah. I know, but you you struggle with the... the um, Careful, this is being recorded. It's <laughs> good, you can listen back to it. You struggle with um, combining the non-personal world of the internet with your personal world that where you have to actually see people and interact with them in other ways. Agree or disagree? I think I struggle with trusting that someone who's not in the internet world will understand what that what happens there is as normal and interesting and fun as what happens in the non. So like not that people I don't think they're dumb or that people who don't miss like let's say someone who doesn't listen to the at YouTube podcast and there's a few like circles of like weirdness there, like hardcore YouTube fan, right. first of all, mm-hmm. hardcore YouTube fan who does a podcast plus someone who podcasts and records that live on the internet. Right. There's three different like Lows. weird mm-hmm. weirdness of things going on. Mm-hmm. And so trusting that with someone that I'm that like, it's like the 14 year old me who's nervous to tell people at school that he plays video games or whatever. Right. And there's kind of that idea of like more, not that I think that person who doesn't do those things is stupid and won't, and that's why they won't understand. Mm-hmm. It's because I'm afraid to open up that part and feel like they're going to think I'm stupid mm-hmm. <laughs> for doing those things or, or weird or whatever. And so rather than like risk that, I'll just keep it close to my vest and chest or whatever and not mm-hmm. trust that person with that. Like downplay what I do. If I'm talking to someone who's not like on Twitter and doesn't speak the language and doesn't sort of isn't in that that world at, at all, mm-hmm. like I trust you know, say like Dave, who does a podcast and plays video games, I trust him to understand that someone would do a podcast about YouTube. He might not get YouTube, right? But he he like he doesn't like YouTube at all. I don't think or whatever. But like. I trust that he gets why someone would do that. Right. Whereas someone who doesn't speak in that world very much at all, I don't trust 
with that personally, like the emotion of it or whatever. But do you feel like maybe that the, like the world is changing. If I tell people that you do podcasting, most people know what that is even now. Right. Whereas five years ago, when I would say that people would be like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And if, even if I said you do a podcast about, um, about you too, I think people, they wouldn't find that. I assume people aren't finding it weird when I say it. <laughs> Maybe you're naive. Maybe I'm naive, no. but no, but like, I, like I haven't gotten a, like, what, like what kind of, a there's something that has flipped kind of, recently where it's now it's like, they feel weird for not understanding tech. Like technology exactly. is cooler now. And yeah. so like, you're a weirdo if you don't get it, maybe mm -hmm. it has happened. Whereas because I still have one foot back in the old way, right. the old days, yeah, I still feel that like there's a part of my brain that's like not still doesn't trust that people aren't going to whatever nerd stereotype thing. Yeah. And so, and so it makes it hard for me to just own it. Mm -hmm. in public like whether right. it's with like a church or with friends or family even or whatever yeah which is partially also um, um a bit of our culture and context like which culture just, like which context? as in our like our specific family culture uh, meaning like extended family and maybe friend culture and all that kind of stuff where self-promotion isn't like, is kind of looked down on or like, you don't, you don't really, um, you don't really talk about the creative or things or whatever things that you do. Like, you know, it, it's okay. Well, yeah, I don't really know how other people feel, but like, for instance, I sew little pouches or whatever. Right. I, there'd be lots of people in my life that would have no idea that I do that because I don't talk about it because it's just kind of not the thing. Like it's, it's like, Oh, you the have, culture of what we you have a little in. thing that you do that, you know, like it's, which is something you're putting on. Cause there's lots of people in your circles now who would be like with like Instagram or whatever, who would promote that they do things like that. Yeah. Now. Like it's yeah, becoming way exactly. more popular and common, but yeah. yeah, because of what we grew up in, changes that yeah yes yeah that bag but also like i would say the people that are promoting it are are doing it because they want to sell stuff which is like i don't do it because it's just like a little hobby i like sewing and i like i like sewing but i don't sew clothes or anything like that and so i don't really want to put that out there you know because i don't want people to ask me to sew clothes i like sewing little boxed items like purses or baskets or whatever like you know, mm -hmm. so it's very, uh, it's a very specific thing that I like. And so then, and I, and I don't do it for money. I just do it as a hobby. And so, yeah, so I don't, I feel like, and I don't really put it out there very much because I don't want people to think, I, I don't even know why. I, well, it's changed for me because I, lately I realized is like, because I've, my business is focused now, like at least 50% or more on Doing podcasting, I feel yes. okay with telling people this is what I do because I want to do that more. And so it's a business thing. And I people pay me money to do this. It's not just a hobby. Mm -hmm. And so I feel okay with... It's not like I'm off 
spending every evening and weekend in the basement talking into a microphone and hoping people are going to listen, yeah. I'm actually like making, making money. business at this and they might not get what podcasting is if they have never listened, but they would at least appreciate that it's a business that's putting food on our table or whatever is how I justify it, I think. Right. Right. And I would say that's very much the culture that we live in. I don't like, and I, I don't know. I'd be interested to find we're out. Not, this our is. demographic is not like whether it's our immediate family or the communities that we're in socially are not like very art creative focused or hobby focused. Right. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Right. Like I feel like unless you're doing it to create an income that like the, then otherwise it's kind of like, well, why are you spending your time doing that? Right. Yeah. Which I, I mean, it's not entirely true. I have friends that are, that do like pottery or whatever paint or whatever. And I totally respect that. And I, and when they talk about it, I love hearing about it. And so, so I don't feel like my attitude is that way, but I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's what people, that's what I feel like I come across. And maybe it's like, especially our immediate families are not very hobby slash like. Do it for the fun of it. Yeah. Kind of creative. Let's just do things because it's fun to do. Which there'd be people who might, if this is ever into a podcast, would disagree. Yes. Within your family. Yes. And actually, I would say maybe <laughs> do our parents is really what I like the fa- our families of origin in terms of our the the cultures that our parents created in that in our families yeah like i would say especially go like going my family you know you spend your time you have a plan yes well (laughs) you spend your time doing things that are of value and so and and creative endeavors are not always of value and so i don't know if right yeah which I don't like. I I'm saying that's to, that's totally a misconception. I'm sure, because there would be a lot of people that like there would be a lot of times where that isn't true. But it's just kind of this perceived like I can't really tell you about my the silly things I do because they're not of value, and so then I think it comes back to not trusting that they'll understand. Even. Yeah, and so you don't yeah. give them the chance to explain to experience what you're doing or understand what you're doing, you just assume. Mm-hmm. And so then that's, and then you live with like this bitter, broken heart that nobody gets what you do when you're not willing to talk about it. I'm talking yeah. into the mirror, but yeah, <laughs> literally and figuratively. <laughs> there is a mirror right next to us, <laughs> a huge mirror as we record, which is why it probably sounds really echoey. <laughs> but so, I don't know if we can circle back to my original question <laughs> of you not, you feel like your personal world doesn't understand your internet world or, or what even, I don't even know what to call that. Your virtual world. <laughs> no, cause they're real, they're real people obviously and they're real friends. Yeah. But there is like the, but you connect with them divide. virtually, right? For the most part. Yeah. Like yeah. there's, there'd be like, YouTube people, podcast people, obviously I talk with very literally like a like voice talk, but primarily through 
a recording of a podcast or whatever. But but I'm, I mean, voice is even still virtual. Like you're not going no, out for coffee. Oh yeah, you're not. But it's not virtual. It's seeing not like them it's, in the real, tangible world. Yeah, yeah. But that's where I don't like. There's a lot of our people in our social circles or whatever and family who would think that that's weird to have close friends based on that because 90 some percent like they would get that like they would have friends or family who are far away that they talk with virtually or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it mm-hmm. and that's they understand that's still a valid communication method yeah but to have someone who's a friend or whatever who's based mm-hmm. first only in that whatever far away world mm-hmm. is kind of foreign to them Right. Right. Like not a lot of our friends would seek out a group of people who like a thing they like, whether it's pottery or drinking wine or or whatever. (laughs) Are you trying to name shame somebody? Name my my (laughs) um friends. They don't listen anyway. Friends' hobbies. (laughs) Or my hobbies. Drinking wine can be a hobby. For some people, yes. For some people, you have to go to counseling for it. <laughs> but like, they wouldn't think they wouldn't even think to seek it out that I could find out more about this hobby by in, integrating with other people. Like, they'll yeah. I'm sure they'd look up like how to fix a blah in whatever in pottery or how to whatever you know. Yeah. In the thing that they're doing, but they wouldn't necessarily want to then join that community that they stumbled across. Whereas for me, that was like a huge. I had nobody who was like a huge YouTube fan like me. And so seeking and finding them out and then being invited into that community was like, wow, this is really cool. Like there's other people like me mm-hmm. who happily debate which whatever remix of a certain song is the better one and which album is better and, you know, debate all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and are willing to go that in depth on it or whatever. Yeah. And so that's where it was. Well, yeah, there's so many things that I want to ask still. Because <laughs> the, the people who are like the my say the at YouTube friends, it is very not very much not weird, <laughs> very mm-hmm. not weird at all to have friends you see every day you go for coffee with, and also friends you never might never meet in your life that you share mm-hmm. stuff with as well. Right, and sometimes. Like, and there's no divide really in terms of what you would share or why, like, or not that there's like a divide, but like you could equally be as in depth with this person you're sitting across the table with as with a person that you might never meet or you've only seen once at a concert or something. Right. Or, or even in the Apple world that I like, well, it doesn't have to be YouTube yeah. fans, but like the Apple world too. Like it's kind of like uni- unifying around a, a thing and then. But I would be interested to know, like, because I feel like you have really um pushed yourself like you have really invested in relationships that are not here like not in your material world i don't know what to call it do you know what i mean right not in your face-to-face world meat space any, is what meat space is that <laughs> the, flesh and meat okay <laughs> good no, i like I that <laughs> i don't know what people call it I, that's what i think there isn't like uh, as much of a divide for like the 20 to 30 somethings for sure who are in that, like much more in that space. There still have like lots, like there wouldn't be a divide between a friend here and a friend out there per se. Right. right? But well, and there's that. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, your question. There's of, a whole 
there's a whole debate on whether that's good or not, right? right. Like that's, I feel like I wish I had that the Brené Brown book here because that she has like a whole, you know, talking about like what the effects of simply connecting with people non face to face, right, and allowing that to become your world and what that can do to you, yeah, and like just like research or whatever you know compiled research so it's not just her opinion it's like but and so like just because that's happening in the 20 oh yeah no yeah it's not like an excuse to say doesn't mean it's a good thing and so that's that's like where i push back against it because Mm -hmm. i don't think i think you need to have that physical um face-to-face interactions in your life and i think for you i feel like that would make it help it become more normal on a like basis of uh, like it, it would help it become more normal in a way that where you would be a bit more willing to share what happens in your virtual space versus your meat space <laughs> Right, and it goes, which goes back to the, the whether feeling like whether I can trust either trust people with mm-hmm. it, or feeling like every time I bring it up that I have this friend Matt who's in Seattle, he's a YouTube fan, and I've met him once, and we've talked lots about YouTube, and we do this, right. like and having to explain all that mm-hmm. instead of just being like, oh yeah, of course you have a friend you met online and yeah. you talk about YouTube stuff, like, and just like that's just a thing, you know? Yeah, and so like having to explain that each time means I just it's just especially my personality type. Right. It's just not worth the extra effort or energy or whatever to put it out there in the meat space of my life. <laughs> it's so, true. But you also, also I, I feel like that's, that is your personality because you do that with me sometimes and you'll refer. And it's like, I know who this is. Like I've heard you, I've you yeah. told me before. I, when you say the name Matt, you know, like I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. And so you don't have to explain it every time, but it's like, because I'm not in that world, you always assume that I have no clue what you're talking about. Yeah. And it is walking that divide. I think where it's, um, if I met Matt for play tennis every week or whatever. Right. And he came by and picked me up and we went and, you know, said, and I've met me. Yeah. If I had met him face to face, right? Like then, yeah. yeah. Then it would be different. Mm -hmm. So that's what I don't think it's like, I'm not saying advocating for either or extreme, either extreme. I think there's a healthy balance of both, mm-hmm. but there is like I said earlier in our real world interactions with people around us, 90 some percent of them don't have any of that virtual friendship world. Right. And so it, it is like, I'm a and bit so of an anomaly and yeah. weird. And so, And and I agree, especially in our generation, right? Yeah. Like we're about five to 10 years ahead of what, where people in their early thirties is fairly normal. I would say a lot of, like even like my younger cousins or whatever, I'm sure they communicate with people who are online, but they don't, that's not where they would have met them first. Right. Yeah. Just thinking of interactions we've had and, and like, but again, too, what I've noticed is it's, Either if you're in a bigger city, it tends to happen more. If you're um, more transient, like you're moving a lot, you know, you're kind of like, you have to get used to that. Your family moved a Mm -hmm. lot. You have to get used to that idea of like 
communicating digitally as a prime or internet or whatever you want to call it as a primary means. And then the, if you want to maintain relationships with people. Yeah. Um, so I think the, for me and people like me, I think it's good to like push or be a little more open and vulnerable or, or whatever about the friendships that you and the relationships and the connections that you have that are online with the folks offline. Right. Cause there is no, like the, it doesn't work the same the other, on the other side where like on, in the online world of like, if I say my wife, blah, 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 or my kids, like there's no need to explain any of that or my friend, Kevin, something, something like I'm not explaining, well, it's Kevin who I know cause we live next door or, or yeah. know, we've gone to church or whatever. Like there's no, it's kind of like that's that part is assumed and easy, you know, to explain why you know them yeah. or whatever, right? Um, but so, why do you feel like you have to explain why you know somebody else? I know, and I guess that's where I could just say, like, a friend, my friend Matt, who's into you, like, who's I work on the site with, or whatever. I guess maybe it's a little bit like. Sometimes I say my friend Tish, but we've never had a conversation. <laughs> Listening to someone's podcast does not make you their best friend. I've listened to her podcast. I've read her books. I've read her blog. I'm a stalker. I follow her on Twitter. I feel like we have a relationship, but in actuality, she only speaks into my life. However, I still... She faved my tweets. I actually speak into her life. Yeah. Oh, she faved one of my... Or she, yeah, faved one of my tweets. Anyways, but... <laughs> it, it, But you're right. I guess there is, like, I jokingly say that, right? Just because it's like, I, it's kind of my air quotes friend because she has actually influenced my life a lot, but we're not real friends. You know, right. she wouldn't has no clue who I am. So I can't... I do see, I guess, there is kind of that you have to clarify, you know. It's not like a person I just read. Like, it'd be yeah. like me saying Bono's my friend or something just because right. I listen to everything he's ever right. recorded or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And that and that it is. Like, just that that you, if for some reason in the internet world, there's there are people that you can almost feel like you have a relationship with, even though you don't actually have a relationship with them. Right. And yet, and so maybe that's why we, we feel like we have to clarify if it's an internet friend that it's someone that you've actually she talked with. No, like, yeah. it's a real friend. It's not, a, you know, air quotes, friend. <laughs> Stalker friendship. <laughs> yeah. Which I, I don't think that that's what, how I feel when I'm talking to our friends, couples or whatever that we interact with. I don't feel like they're they're concerned that I'm thinking this person's my friend, but right. they're really not. No. But, yeah, it's just like figuring out the connection point and why. And and yeah, coming back to that feeling of like feeling silly, dumb, whatever about that I have this world that I, yeah, that I interact in or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, and like, so what we'll talk about maybe if we do another episode is like you now getting to sort of interact and see this world up close because we're the next couple nights tonight we're heading to a concert with that's a band a couple of youtube cover bands sort of uh one band from scotland that's here that i know some of the people from i've talked with them on the youtube podcast 
And then there'll also be at this concert tonight, a bunch of the U2 fan sort of communities who I, I don't know any of these people like in terms of directly um, working alongside them on the U2 fan site or anything like that. It's just like sort of people I've seen on Twitter talked with that texting that much or whatever, but who may have listened to the pod, the U2 podcast and probably feel like they know me a little more right. than I know them, and at least around the U2 world. Mm-hmm. And so, which is like, still is, is going to be a weird thing for me on its own. Like people talking to me who've heard my voice an hour or more <laughs> when mm-hmm. I've never heard their voice, but then you also meeting and interacting in that world. And then on Wednesday, we're going to the U2 concert itself. Tuesday. Obviously. Tuesday, sorry. Mm-hmm. We're going to the U2 concert and which will be just a fun experience regardless of who's there, but there could potentially be other people who aren't there on Monday nights that we also see or whatever and interact with. So I think went back, like you went to the YouTube concerts in Edmonton with me a couple of times, but that was well before any online stuff had happened for me with you too. Yeah. In a major way anyway. Well, back um, the last Montreal concert we went to, Right, there was somebody from we met up Log, with our, our um, yeah, it's pre kids. We, we so. met like Cindy, and uh, I, I think that's actually where AJ I met there. I didn't know who he was, but he's gonna actually he'll probably be here tonight and tomorrow. He runs u2songs.com, yeah. Um, but Cindy was like took us in, so it was, I guess, internet people, yes, that we met that I kind of knew through u2log.com that I was helping out with. So, but you're gonna be. So- that happened. I did meet them. We didn't really hang out with them that much, as far as I remember. No, she helped us get into like the inner heart yeah. thing, snuck us in with wristbands yes. or whatever. But beyond I remember that, they were going to afterwards. They were they were going out, but we didn't go out with them because yeah, we had to I go back. We to had to friends. get back to Laval and yeah. yeah. I'm pretty are. sure I was pregnant at the time, so I think it must have been 2006, maybe. Our transit pass was due to expire at midnight. <laughs> Couldn't afford an extra five dollars. Yeah, to Laval, it would have been yeah. more than five. <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk about how um, on the next episode, the the concert experience, either in advance or maybe after, depending on when we record. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, where can folks find you on the internet if they want to tweet at you <laughs> oh, on, on the um, virtual world? Because they disagree with something you said. I'm I'm not public on anything except for, I guess on Twitter, I think I am public. So at Sue Enns, S-U-E-N-N-S. There you go. my Twitter handle. the first handle. time you've had to like speak it out loud. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow, we're both taking brave and steps today. And otherwise, I'm not really online a lot <laughs> because my husband puts my whole life online. So I just feel like <laughs> I don't Instagram really need blocked? to be. Is your Instagram blocked or like it's, private? It's not. It's private, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's kid, or with kids, maybe it's, I made it public because I was tired of allowing. Not being sure. Be, well, or no, just yeah. Anyways, whatever. So there you go. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Dailyish, for pushing me to do it. You're <laughs> welcome. Record here in our fancy Airbnb with a blanket on the table for a tablecloth. You can uh, find this episode at goodstuff.fm/dailyish/slash two fifty two. And you can tweet at me. I'm iChris on Twitter and iChrisV2 on Instagram because I deleted my account and then couldn't get it back. I'm also not allowed on Uber because I 
<laughs> it's something illegal, according to Uber, by setting up an account. So now you have to always have me with you <laughs> yeah. if you want to but take luckily, an Uber. Yeah, we have two phone numbers, so we can still set up an Uber. All right. Thanks for listening. Hope you have a great day. Bye.